Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. We're turning to Revelation chapter number 11, and we're going to read actually several verses in, uh, I mean, excuse me, chapter 19. We're going to read several verses in chapter 19, chapter 20, 21, and 22. Uh, Just a few in each chapter, just to get an idea of where I want to go here. Amen. And so, Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he sat upon him, was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. I think we know who that was, or who that is. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, and clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thighs a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now we really know who that is. One verse in Revelation 20, and the, in verse 10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Revelation 21, verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And the final passage in Revelation 22 Verse 7, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Verse 12, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Verse 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Verse 20, He which testifieth these things, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The great, and the last verse of chapter, the last verse of Revelation and the last verse of the Bible is, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And the last word and the last chapter and the last book and the whole Bible is, Amen. Amen. Which is, let it be so. Yes. You know, you know when you read books, have you ever uh, had the desire, you know, you start reading this book and, you, you know, maybe it's a mystery or whatever and a whodunit and you're trying to figure out what's going on and you just, you're dying to cheat and look in the back and see how it ends. Amen. Have you ever done that? Of course, that spoils the whole book or, you know. <laughs> You've been sitting around and someone says, uh, you know, hey, have you ever read that book? Oh, no, no. I'm looking forward to it. I just bought it. And then someone tells you all about it right there. And you say, oh, I'm just you throw that book away because I don't want to read it now because you just told me the whole story. Amen. But sometimes we, we, we sneak a look at the back of the book. Amen. 
praise God, and uh, we find out what happens. And uh, I just read you portions of Scripture from the last four chapters of the last book of the Bible, book of Revelation. The events described in these verses have not taken place yet on the earth, but they will someday soon, because the Word of God will come to pass. And the only, only one conclusion I can come to, and anybody should be able to come to, after reading these passages I just read to you, amen, and that conclusion is, I read the back of the book, and we win, yeah. amen. I read the back of the book, and we win. And that's what I want to preach about for the next few moments. We win. Amen. Yes, thank you, Praise God. Too many people have their eyes, minds, hearts, uh, uh, amen, focused on the wrong things. Uh, our focus should never be on the things of this world, no matter what happens. I know it can get scary. I know when things happen, because we're living here, we're trying to you know, go about minding our own business, trying to do good, be a good neighbor, be a good employee, be a good person, amen, and try to just live our lives and have a good time and raise our families, amen, and we see things coming on this world or whatever, but we shouldn't focus on those, amen. It should always be on Jesus and Him alone, praise yeah. God, because He is our salvation. He is our redemption. Amen. He is our deliverance. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm reminded of the story in, in Matthew chapter 14 where Jesus, uh, they were all, it was uh, getting to be evening, and Jesus told the disciples, get in the boat and just head over to the other side, and I'll meet you there later. And Jesus went up in the mountain and prayed a little bit. Amen. And then when it got late, he comes, uh, praise God, walking uh, on the water. Praise the Lord. Amen. And, you know, and the wind started blowing uh, and, you know, there was a big storm happening at the same time. And Jesus comes walking on the water. All the people in the boat, all the disciples were, were freaking out. And they just couldn't believe it. And, and Peter, in, in one of his good moments, he, he just said, Lord, if that's you, because he said, be not afraid. It's me. It's okay. Amen. You know, any, and anytime you get in a storm, just look real close and you'll see me somewhere. I'll be there. Amen. I'm in your storm. I'm there. Don't worry. I, I, I'm not asleep. I'm right there. Praise God. And so he, they saw him and he said, be not afraid. It's, it's me. It's I. Amen. And if that's you, Lord, Peter said, let me come out. Can I walk on the water too? He goes, yeah, come on out. And Peter and all those guys are probably saying, no, no, what are you doing? You're crazy. And he just said, no. And he got out. And he was just looking right in the eyes of Jesus. And as long as he was focused on Jesus, he was walking on water. He was looking back. Ah, you know, he's looking, looking at those guys. And, and he was just amazed. And the closer he got to Jesus, amen, he was just getting excited. But then he got his eyes off Jesus. And you know, folks, when we get our eyes off Jesus... And we get our eyes on the surrounding situations. That's when we get in trouble. Because when the Bible said in Matthew 14, 30, but when Peter, when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Praise God. When he saw, I'm not supposed to be able to do this. And he let logic and human reasoning start taking over. And he literally, he, he, he he learned stuff in school. He learned about gravity. He learned all that stuff. And then he saw the waves and he saw the wind and he said, oh my goodness. And he started sinking. Amen. But he said, Lord Jesus, save me. 
And you know, when we find ourselves, even when we lose focus, if we'll find ourselves in a storm or a problem or a situation, amen, we can still cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, save me from this situation. And he'll still save you. He doesn't want you to sink. He doesn't want you to drown. He wants to help you in your situation. Praise God. Praise God. There's too many storm watchers out there and not enough people watching and praying about what God is going to do. Amen. We're watching the storms. You know, you read about and hear about these, these people that are storm chasers. Amen. They don't just watch storms. They're not just meteorologists and whatever and weather people. Amen. They get out there and chase after tornadoes and, and whatever. And that's, you know, they're crazy. Whatever they want to do, that's fine with me. Praise God. You're not going to be finding me near, no near no tornadoes. Amen. I'm not going to chase storms. I'm not going to watch storms. I'm not going to let the storm rule my life. Amen. I'm going to focus on the one who holds the storm in his hand. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's Jesus Christ. Storm watching, storm watching will stress you out and it'll tire you out mentally, emotionally, and physically. Amen. It'll turn you into a worry wart. Yes. I looked that up. That's a word, worry wart. One word. It's not spaced or hyphenated. It's one word. Must have been enough people doing it that they had to put a word there. Worry wart. We can't stop the storms from coming our way, but we can choose Amen. What we focus on during the storm. Praise God. Uh, hallelujah. I can't help what people do to me or situation, but I can, I can sure, amen, have a better, a right attitude on how I react to situations. That's my part. Amen. How I react and what I do when I'm in a storm. Amen. I choose to focus on Jesus, folks. I choose to look to him when I find myself in the middle of a trial or a temptation or a tribulation. Because the most important thing in our life is the salvation of our soul. That's the bottom line, folks. I know a lot of other things are important to us, but the, really the most important thing is that I am ready to go to heaven. If I take my last breath right now, am I going to go to heaven? If the trumpet sounds and Jesus calls us away right now in the rapture, am I going to go? That's the most important thing in my life amen our number one priority and goal in life is to get saved and to stay saved amen, amen. that's what church is all about that's what prayer is all about that's what reading my bible is all about that's what's living right and keeping the word of god is all about amen we got to ask ourselves questions sometimes am i ready to meet god Am I ready to meet my maker? Amen. And I got to be able to answer yes. We got, we, we got a big old list of things we're worried about. Amen. Or things we're, we're dealing with or whatever. If I can't answer yes to that, well, forget about these other 10 things. I got to get that question answered. Yes. These other things don't matter. A hill of beans 100 years from now when it comes to when, this, when eternity starts. The second one is, have I been born again of the water and spirit? That's very important. Have I been born again? Have I been baptized with his, in his name and filled with his spirit? Praise God. And thirdly, what is the condition of my soul today? 
What is the condition of my soul? Is it in the right place? Hallelujah. There's too much worry about this world and not enough concern about where our soul will spend eternity. That's our chief concern. Matthew 16, 26. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world, amen, and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Nothing is worth exchanging your soul for. Some people, you know, when they were younger or even older, they say, boy, I'd give my soul if I could have that lady or if I could have that man, if, I, if he could be my wife, uh, you know, she could be my wife, he could be, uh, you know, uh, whatever. You know, they, I, I would just give, I'd give my soul for that. No, you, you're talking crazy. Nobody's worth that. Yeah, but I can't live without her. I can't live without him. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> Amen. We'll get over it. It'll be rough sometimes, but we'll get over it because your soul's more important. And then when you get your soul in the right place and you answer these questions right and you're ready to meet God, amen, God will direct you to the right lady and the right guy and the right person, amen, for you to spend your life with. And then it's going to be a perfect a situation because God put it in place. When we make things right with God and are saved, we join God's winning team. And as long as we stay on his team, we will win. And that's what it's all about. I want to win. I want to win. When we are saved, God's love comes into our hearts and will help us. Amen. Help us with and through all things. 1 Corinthians 13, 7. They call that the love chapter. In King James, the word love is used as translated charity, which is actually the love of God. But in other translations, it's love. Amen. But, but love, 1 Corinthians 17, 13, 7. Love beareth all things. Talking about God's love. Love believeth all things. Love hopeth all things. And love endureth all things. Amen. And we got to endure some things. But with God's help and God's love, we can endure anything. Yes. I know we'll have to endure some hard things, even though we're on the winning team. God didn't say, you know, we're on the you know, cruise ship, you know, lollipop, and we're going to make it all through here, no problem. No, we're, we're on the battleship Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The USS Jesus Christ, and we're, we're making our way through, praise God. And there's, gonna, there's shots fired at us and different things, but we're going to be okay, praise the Lord, because we're, we're going to make it, because we're going to endure, hallelujah, amen. God's word encourages us to endure, because it'll be worth it all in the end. And that's the thing, we got to get to the end, amen. The end, whatever, whatever the end is, the end is my last breath. The end is when the trumpet sounds. Amen. That's the end for us. Amen. And so we've got to endure to the end. We've got to have our soul in the right place till the end. We've got to be born again and in good standing with the Lord till the end. Praise God. Amen. And then we'll win. We'll win. The Bible talks about enduring different things. It says endure hardness. It says, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, it says endure grief, endure afflictions, endure temptation, endure tribulation. And then it says in one place, amen, to sum it all up, endure all things. 
Matthew 10, 22, talking about the time we're living in now, the end times. Amen. He said, you shall be hated of all, my, all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Amen. I love that verse, praise God. I know sometimes there's persecution. Sometimes Christianity comes against things. Things come against Christianity. But we're going to make it because he and she that endures to the end, amen, shall be saved. That's most important. When we arrive at the finish line of this great race, amen, with which we are running with patience, amen, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Amen. When we arrive at the finish line with our souls in His hand and our hearts, amen, hallelujah, full of His Spirit, we win. Hallelujah. We win. Thank you, Jesus. So let's put all of our time and energy into seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. We sometimes get the cart before the horse because we're worried about just the, the, the things to, that a lot of people worry about, taking care of your family and, and making sure you have everything that you need or whatever, and that's important. But God said the priority is the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then you'll have these things. He'll make sure, amen, praise God, seek first His kingdom. What is His kingdom? It's definitely not an institution. It's definitely not a geographic location, praise God. Hallelujah. It's definitely not housed in a building, praise God. Hallelujah. Or in a particular part of the earth, the kingdom of God is a spiritual place that's found in the hearts of those that are redeemed by Him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Praise God! Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter seventeen, verse twenty. Now, when He was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come. He answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here, or see there. For, the king, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. This kingdom is within us. This building is only a church because we're here. Amen. You get a different group of people in here, and it's not a church. It might say church on the front. But you get a, a bunch of people in here that aren't, aren't prayerful. They don't read their Bibles. They don't have a fill, fill with the Spirit. They don't uh, have a walk with God. They're, you know, if you, if you get, you know, if you get to, you know, the whatever, just a group of people that uh, aren't believers in God in here, it's not a church anymore. You are making this a church. Amen. Wherever we gather is the church. Hallelujah. Because we bring the church with us. The kingdom of God is in, within us. Amen. Romans chapter 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom of God is. Living inside of our hearts. So when I... When I'm at my house, I have the kingdom of God there. I know when we're together, we have more power and we feel more faith because we're all banding together. Amen. But I take the kingdom home with me. Amen. I take the kingdom to my job with me. And I might be the only one, but the kingdom of God, there's one candle there. There's one light in that place. Amen. Because I'm there. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I know God... Let me tell you something, 
Amen. Even if you might be the only one on your job that believes in Jesus, God, amen, will, will bless your company because of you sometimes. Just because of your situation and because of what, how they treat you. I believe it. All you got to do is read the story of Joseph. Amen. Joseph went to Potiphar's house and because he was a, a ripe heart and a good, a good man for God, amen, God blessed Potiphar's house because of Joseph. Amen. And he made him the head of the house. And then he was thrown into prison falsely. And then the warden saw that God was with Joseph and God blessed the, the jail because of Joseph and he became the assistant warden. And then when he was taken out and he went to Pharaoh and he interpreted Pharaoh's dream, amen, he became second only to Pharaoh in Egypt, amen, to oversee the famine and all that kind of stuff, amen, because God blesses his people wherever they go because the kingdom of God is within us. I can walk into a place and the light will shine. You can walk into a place and the light will shine because you have the kingdom of God inside of you. Amen. The kingdom of God is the Holy Ghost living in our hearts. Everything we need is in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is our peace and joy. The Holy Ghost is our comforter. The Holy Ghost is our guide. The Holy Ghost is our strength to fight spiritual battles. The Holy Ghost will help us pray. The Holy Ghost will illuminate and help us understand God's Word. Amen. And when we have the Holy Ghost and allow the Holy Ghost to have us, that's the key. Because we say, hey, do you have the Holy Ghost? Yeah, but he didn't have me. Okay. That's not good. Amen. Yeah, I got the Holy Ghost like 10 years ago, but I kind of put them up on the shelf and I take them down, dust them off every once in a while when I need them. Nope. We need the Holy Ghost to have us. That means we yield to him day by day. Get up in the morning. Lord, guide me into all truth. Those that are led by the Spirit are called the sons of God. He that, he that says he lives in the Spirit, let him also walk in the Spirit. We got to let God's Spirit guide us. Amen. We got to have the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost has us. And then we will win. Amen. 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 Praise God. You know, I read to you in Revelation chapter 19 that Jesus will lead his heavenly army to be victorious in the battle of Armageddon and set up his earthly kingdom for a thousand years. We win. Amen. I read to you in Revelation chapter 20 that Satan himself will be cast in the lake of fire and will never get out of there and he will be tormented day and night forever and ever for everything he did against God and his his chosen, amen, and his people on earth, we win, amen. I read to you in Revelation 21 that uh, we will be in heaven and God shall wipe away every tear from our eyes and there will be no more death, neither sorrow, no crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away, we win, amen. And I read to you, let's all stand and praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, finally, I read to you in Revelation chapter 22, the final chapter of the final book of the Bible, where three times Jesus said, I come quickly, amen, and where the invitation is given to whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, let him come. 
Revelation 22, 17, and the Spirit of the Bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. We win. I read the back of the book. We win. Oh, hallelujah. I read the back of the book. We win. Yeah, but you say, you say there's some possible scary stuff between, you know, in the middle part of Revelation. Yeah? There's possible scary stuff. But God's with us. We win. As long as our soul's in the right place. We're going to put our soul in his hands. We win. Praise God. Amen. I, I believe that the Antichrist will not be fully revealed until the church is taken away anyway. That's my personal belief. And I believe I've got a lot of scriptural support. Amen. For the Bible said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that the son of perdition and the man of sin the wicked one, which is referring to the Antichrist, amen, is being held back right now by something. Amen. I wonder what? I wonder if it's a bunch of people with the kingdom of God inside their hearts that are praying to keep that evil back, that are fasting to keep that evil back, that are living righteously and letting their light shine and taking their authority, standing on the word of God and covered in his blood and calling on his name and keeping that evil back. I believe it. Praise God. They said there's something holding back the, the revealing of this man of sin. And the Bible said, he, he talking about the, the, the thing that's holding it back, the thing that's holding it back will hold it back until he be taken away, taken out of the way. Then the son of perdition shall be revealed, the man of sin. They talked about the wicked one. And then he will just you know, wreak havoc. So I'm, I'm holding on to, we're getting out of here before all the real tribulation starts, praise God. I know we're getting out of here before the wrath of God because God will not pour his wrath on the children of God. He only pours his wrath on the children of disobedience, but he's never in the Bible poured it on his own kids, praise God. Amen, he got Noah out of the way. He got the children of Israel out of the way. Amen. We win. No matter what, we win. As long as we stay on the winning team. As long as we walk with Him. As long as we stay with Him. Praise God. And we stay a part of His church, the body of Christ. Hallelujah. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.